from pots. Good, dispose of it quickly. This gig ain't on the stick, Big Daddy. What you got in here anyway? That's irrelevant. Just think of the lake as a big coffee filter. By the time this stuff actually hits Mother Earth, it'll be as safe as any other common household chemical, like mercury or lead paint. You sure this stuff is safe? <laughs> in the 18 months we've been keeping track of the data, not a single person has died from nuclear byproducts. Sounds boss to me. Let's split before the heat gets here. So, Stephanie, just, just to give a broad, broad idea of what do you think, what do you think of environmentalism in cartoons? Well, I grew up with it. You know, I was, I was in grade school, and, you know, they taught it, so I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm used to it being, like, kind of, like, ingrained in my psyche. So, Captain I remember they actually took us to, yeah, I used to watch that right before wrestling. You know, you I know, didn't really pay just... much. I didn't pay much attention to it. What were you gonna say? Uh, I said that 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 actually fits rather well. <laughs> Environmentalism and wrestling. A lot more than you think. Actually, no, it, it not at all. That was a bad analogy. But uh, actually, uh, one guy who seemed in one guy has uh, Fern Gully. Oh, Neil, you forgot what? one. What? Because of all the computer-generated graphics that we have to count. James Cameron's avatar. Oh. <laughs> okay. Because I just want to bash the fuck out of that shit. I have not seen that movie. I haven't either. Well, I've, I've seen enough for three people's worth of rage. Oh, wait. I, that, that made me think of another movie that I have seen that is basically the same plot. Wait for it. There it is. Jetsons. Oh. I thought you were about to type. I thought you were about to type this one. They're all the, basically the same movie. <laughs> Jetsons, Dances with Wolves, Pocahontas, J. Edgar, yeah. Twenty Seven Dresses. You know, same yeah. shit. Well, Different well, I, I, could, I couldn't even get to that to the environmental part of the Jetsons movie because all I got to was the was the bullshit. Uh, was was I heard I heard that Judy opened her mouth once. I'm like, that's not Judy Jetson. That sounds like a that sounds like a washed up pop singer. Because it, <laughs> it is. She she sounds like too much of a hussy to be Judy Jetson. Thanks, Dad. You ever seen that um that documentary about about Tiffany fans? There's a documentary about Tiffany fans, not just Tiffany. No, they talk about two fans, like two obsessed fans, and it's really creepy. It's like a ninety minute thing. It's called I think we're alone now, and one dude like. Well, you know what the sad thing is? Is that's her biggest hit, and she didn't even fucking write it. It was Tommy James and the yeah. Shondells, and they did a much better version. So, like, they they talk to this dude who's, like, a stalker, and, like, he builds this shit in his house. Where it's, like, it's basically, like, a colander with a light bulb on it, and he thinks that he can talk to Tiffany that way. I'm not kidding. He, like, he legitimately believes that. Yogi's Gang is on the list, right? No, it is. Yogi's Treasure Hunt is not environmentalist. In fact, it's the opposite. It's weird. Two two Yogi cartoons, basically the same premise. Yogi's flying around in a giant arc. One is environmentalist, one is capitalist. <laughs> and they came out, out around the same time. The Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007, starting with the Webcomic Beacon, a topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. Also, the Webcomic Beacon Newscast recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before webcomics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. Let all powers combine. <laughs> Can I be heart? Uh, no, I'm not going to do an intro like that. That's my favorite band. No, it's not. It's actually not. It's Daft Punk. I love Heart, though. Heart is great. Heart has, you know, uh, Barracuda and Magic Man. I love Magic Man. Actually, I liked ABBA more than I liked Daft the before I liked Daft Punk, so hmm. they're kind of up there. I have a 
bizarre taste. Hap is pretty good, but, you know, Heart is great, you know. Oh. Magic Man is such a great song. It's almost as good as... And now we're now we're showing how old my taste really is, but uh I always well, liked Alone. I like the eighties stuff because I grew up with it. Neil put on the schedule cartoons based off of bands. Okay. <laughs> Not the other way around. Well actually we could put So that. no Josie and the Pussycats? No Archies. I don't no know. That's... What would the monkeys count as? But let's get this show started. Yeah. Hello and welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Uh Tonight we were talking about environmentalism in cartoons, what the message is, why the message is, and whether it's right or wrong. I am your host, Ben, and we're joined by my co-host, TV's Mr. Neil. I'll make mincemeat out of that mouse. And we have with us Stephanie O'Donnell. I remember 2011 like it was yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Waka waka. Well played. So we are talking about environmentalism in cartoons, and... Let's start with the most obvious example. Captain Planet. In the Planeteers. Yep. So this was done by Deke, wasn't it? First season done by Deke. Uh, maybe the second season, but I know they switched to Hanna-Barbera at some point. Yeah, it was Hanna-Barbera using really shitty animation. <laughs> yeah. I think what happened is Ted Turner commissioned the original cartoon, and then he bought Hanna-Barbera, and he's like, wait, I have my own cartoon studio. And that that was the death of the good animation Captain Planet. The Toei animation Captain Planet. Yeah. Yes, it was Toei animation. That was like one of the last things Toei really did for America. Before they just self-sealed themselves and said, no, we're not doing any more Western animation. Well, after Captain Planet, I can't blame them. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, one fact I heard is this cartoon was actually done in black and white and then Ted Turner, no. No, 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 but I'm sure he's thinking about converting it to 3D. Oh, <laughs> I don't know whose bird was worse, <laughs> but Captain Planet and the Planeteers is one of these cartoons where they, they have a cast of characters, five characters, where they give each of the five characters an elemental power, and also each one's from one of the five continents. So, so diversity, it's... <laughs> And diversity. I never had anybody from Antarctica because Guar's from Antarctica. Why didn't they get somebody? Why didn't they get a member of Guar to represent? See, that would have made the cartoon awesome. Something that another like a pseudo element, you know, well, like the... grass or some shit. Even though there's no grass in Antarctica. Well, the problem I have ice. the problem with I have with the with most elemental systems is most elemental systems agree on four elements in fiction. Water, fire, sub one. You know, fire, water, air. Have the Russian girl be controlling liquid water, and have the Guar person control ice because they're from Antarctica. Well, actually, the Russian girl had wind. Oh wait, who had water then? The Asian girl. Water. (laughs) And the problem I have is, like I said, most fictional elemental systems have four elements that nearly all of them agree on fire, water, earth, wind, and uh or earth, wind and fire. <laughs> They're good bands. No, none of which are on the actual periodic table of elements, by the way. Yes. And uh and they always try to invent this fifth element in in uh Captain Planet it was heart. Milojovich. Yeah, yeah, and in in, in, in the movie The Fifth from. Element, it's a hot redhead. <laughs> which I which I approve of. Thumbs up, and in uh, and in other fiction, it it ranges from life to uh, to essence to uh, pizza. So it just depends on which version of fiction you go to is what the fifth element is. I'm gonna go with the hot. Also, a vegetable too, so it's like a like duality situation. Well, I'm going with I'm going with uh, with the hot redhead followed by pizza because heart is a sissy element. (laughs) And, well, uh, everybody has a heart, though, and you need a heart to live. But a heart, you don't find hearts just randomly laying in nature. It's not like you walk around the ground and you but see But there's, like, heart hearts in the animals. Yeah. Stuff. I'm pretty sure they're going by the Care Bear definition of heart. Okay, well, if they said there's life, like, life or something. In, there's hearts in beavers. There's. You know? There's also like hearts beavers? in a box of Lucky Charms. <laughs> 
Well, like I said, if they said it was life or essence or soul or soul power, something like that, I'd be okay with it. But heart? Anyways. Everybody has a heart and well, everybody has a butt. Like that book. Anyways, Captain Planet is is kind of a very sissy cartoon that, that really pushes the environmental. Uh, can I say agenda? Is Is it okay to say agenda? Well, it's a message. It's a message yeah. about conservation and well, you know, they, they don't, push it don't you know, basically just like don't waste anything. Okay, well, what they push don't is, waste water, don't waste this, don't waste that. What they push is an idealized, impossible view on alternative energy sources, like you know that jet they always fly around in, the solar powered jet. <laughs> yes, I'll let Neil explain that. I remember it, but not really. I'll let Neil tell explain to our listeners. Well, the, if you've ever used a solar powered anything. anything, you know you know that there is like enough power to maybe run a calculator, <laughs> and uh, maybe oh, it's maybe, like those I'll, crank radios, or it's like yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll give you I'll give them a, like a little bit of credit because it's been about twenty years since the solar powered calculator came out. Maybe enough to power a radio, and that's what happened. Like like. Uh, one of them would turn on the radio, and the thing would just never get off the ground. <laughs> but, yeah, see, I, I, save the planet. See, I'm not opposed to uh, to environmental messages, but this this show just presented a version of it that was not realistic, and um, and they had business people that were just there not to only to like make a buck, but to purposefully fuck the environment. Yeah, they, the thing is. I understand. I mean, I, I'm I'm very pro business, but I know that a lot of them are kind of scumbags. But these the characters in this the the capitalist characters in this in this cartoon had no motivation whatsoever. They didn't have a business model. It's like, what are you producing that you're that you're causing harm to the planet? But, Nothing. We just pollute for the hell of it. And I'm like, that, yeah, that, it's, it's that's just a, like that was just their thing. They were just like yeah. they were just villains just to be villains. And it's like, yeah, in, in that what I love, that's not really. Optimum. What I love is the Cobra t- Twins had a more viable economic model than that shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like it's like the Skeletor school of villainy. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I got you now, He Man. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about the titular character himself, Captain Planet, in the mullet of grass. The the flat top mullet. <laughs> yes. Yes, it, it, it's not it's 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 not even quite rocking the the level of Billy Ray Cyrus. It, it, like, it, did they ever explain like where he came from? Because I missed that. They never. Uh, the, there came... was an origin story, but I think it was pretty much uh, Gaia going, "Um, here's the rings. See you later." It, I, oh. th- I think the idea is uh, is his origin is uh, the following: shut the fuck up. Oh, that's it. He's like, <laughs> la la, I can't hear you. Yeah, and. Uh, Captain Planet is like the wimpiest superhero ever. You could you could beat him by throwing toxic sludge on him. You could beat him by not even throwing toxic sludge on him, just regular sludge, anything that could be considered a pollutant. And their definition of pollutant. But I is... thought like he was supposed to fight that shit. Why is he? Why is that like his kryptonite? Oh, it gets worse. You know, you know what my favorite. And I say that in the the negative kind of way of favorite. You know what my favorite weakness of his is? What? hate yeah. oh because here's the thing like he's got he's got the four regular elements and each 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 polluted version of that is a weakness to him so he's got the power of air but if you have air pollution that weakens him he's got the power of heart so the opposite of that must be hate and yeah. what character brought him to his knees pan adolf Hit- hitler hitler oh they had a hitler episode i don't remember that well what happened was they traveled back in time because some villain wanted to sell the nuclear bomb to hitler and uh, because they were like, because they were like, oh, we could just go to anywhere in the in the uh, Soviet Union, and just grab a nuclear bomb, and then we could just time travel. And and uh, and Hitler was one of the people bidding on the nuclear bomb when oh Captain Planet showed up to I lift missed, the nuclear. I missed that one. Where Captain Planet showed up to lift the nuclear bomb, and Hitler just looks at him, and then Captain Planet sells these going, oh, and then he says, I was not prepared for the level of hatred coming from that monster. <laughs> You think I'm that, kidding? That's gonna be on YouTube, right? That is on YouTube. I just type in Captain Planet that. 
Hitler and it's there. It is there in all its glory. But they they gave they gave Hitler a ridiculous mustache. He looks more like Lemmy than he does Hitler. Well, the oh, problem really? is they could they couldn't have the they couldn't have the uh, the the tiny mustache because that would be too obvious. Why was it copyrighted? Well, they didn't want it to be <laughs> too obvious that it's Hitler. <laughs> they, they they had to pixelate the mustache so no one could see it. <laughs> it's offensive. No, They're... but strangely enough, Michael Jordan can wear it. <laughs> That's no. yeah. So how did that end? Can you spoil me? Well, Captain Planet lifts the, the uh, Captain Planet lifts the uh, yeah Hitler is greater than Captain Planet is the name of the clip you had to look for. Captain Planet lifts the uh, nuke and throws it into the sky, a la Superman for the quest for peace. And oh jeez, wait, isn't that wasteful? Like, why <laughs> would you? Why would you throw that? Like that perfectly that good and viable go clean fuel source. Yes, I know. That's got to go somewhere, and if you put that in a space, like, what if well, that, yeah. like, breeds bad aliens? Well, like I said, it's a perfectly viable, clean fuel source that he just deprived mankind of versus, you know. <laughs> and, yes, I'm going to get some people who email me about, how dare you say nuclear? Look, even the French use it. Shut up. <laughs> no, use anything. No. But, yeah, did you see Hitler bring Captain Planet to his knees? <laughs> Oh, oh! You mean did I watch it yet? No, yeah. I'm I'm working on the we'll, thing. We'll we'll put it in the show post. Yeah, it's it's epically bad. It's badly epic. It's I'll take your word for it. it the level of hatred from that monster. <laughs> just like even like thinking about it, it's just like it's embarrassing. And they they all they had like a, what they decided to do was they did the Bizarro thing where they made Captain Pollution. Oh God! And he had he talked like a server dude. He's like, "Whoa, what's up, dude?" So, oh. like, if you're like a if you're like a garbage eating asshole, you're also a surfer. Apparently, I, I think is that, that what they were trying to convey to the children? Probably. I, I don't like, know. It's it, if this, you're a surfer. Trying to garbage. Trying to find a deeper message in Captain Planet. Is like is like being the is like being the ancient aliens guy. Oh, okay, fair enough. What I think it was is that you had a bunch of these writers who just normally do generic action cartoons, and they didn't know what they were writing. It's kind of like the the Spider-Man drug uh, comic where they didn't know what they somehow didn't know what actual drugs were, so they had like pills. pills. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you actually read the you actually read the one where nor where uh, where. Um... Harry was on the was on Smack long time ago. I barely remember it, but I do remember the pills. Okay, um, the DC comic one that was done in, re- in retaliation, where where a Speedy was on. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, Oliver Queen. Spoiler alert! Naming naming your naming your ward after. <laughs> wow. wow. But uh, but back to uh, they actually had a, a drug episode of Captain Planet. Actually, they had two. Okay. I think they actually did one where where the Russian chick was hooked on something. Oh jeez! Because you know it's not real enough until they have them hooked on something. And like I said, the first season is actually really well animated, and the second one's like, Bleh. second one's animated by the people who did the last season of. Uh, of x-men so that tells you how bad it is <laughs> Ooh. oh yeah and i i just really remember also this cartoon pushed monk pushed uh uh dolphins like crazy like dolphins 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 yeah, yeah. didn't didn't one of them talk to dolphins or something Monty talks to everything because he has no friends and he's oh. never gonna get laid oh no too but- bad did the uh, maybe the maybe the uh, I didn't want to I don't remember the name of the character I didn't want to say the Asian chick again but uh, uh, what was her name? I don't. But anyway, know. I, I just remember. Okay, let's see. Did, Kwame. I was wondering. I was wondering Wheeler. if she had the power to communicate with dolphins. Okay, Kwame Wheeler. Linka. Uh, uh, Linka uh, is no. Linka's Russian. Russian. Okay, Mati and see, I'm allowed to forget because I'm Asian. So, what's, what's your excuse? 
Someone get on Wikipedia. I'm getting on the Wikipedia. See, I was I was gonna make a Yellow Ranger joke, and I realized I don't remember her name either. Trini. 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 Yeah, we'll just call her Trini. <laughs> <She's dead now. laughs> I think that's the most offensive joke in the episode. Okay, but, but anyway, actually, you know what? You know what kind of makes me laugh about Captain Planet is that, you know, nuclear power is gonna be one of his weaknesses, obviously. But the guy is powered by the sun. It's, which is the biggest nuclear generator in... It's like, hello. <laughs> oh, her name is Guy. Gee, she's okay. named after an article of clothing. <laughs> which makes sense because because the Americans named after something you put on a car, and the, and the Russians named after something you click on the internet. <laughs> yeah. And all... I'm, I'm going to say it, all of the accents are kind of ridiculous. I mean... Well, because they're overdone. Know, yeah, they're overdone. They are, pardon the uh, term, cartoonish. Nobody from any of those regions actually talks like that. And I always roll my eyes at like the the uh, the way foreigners are done in American cartoons. Here, here's the most insulting part of it: the whole cast is like A-list stars. Oh yeah, you had Whoop- didn't you have Whoopi Goldberg? Whoopi yeah. Goldberg was was Gaia, the spirit of yeah. the Earth, and the spirit of the of the own network, but uh, you also have the on network, and you also have uh, Kwame was voiced by LeVar Burton, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Hoggis Greedley, the one that, the guy that looks like a freaking pig, yeah, yeah. he's voiced by Ed Asner. Oh, wow. Well, Ed Asner's doing a lot of cartoons these days. Well, this was back in the 90s. Well, he was doing a lot of cartoons back then, too, I think. Okay, you have uh, Duke Nukem, who's not spitting out one-liners, but instead is just a nuclear generator, yeah. is voiced by Dean Stockwell. Luton Plunder was James Coburn. Weird. Wow. Luton Plunder's uh, sidekick was voiced by Scott Bullock. And you see here, Martin Sheen voiced Sly Sludge. And Venomous Scum is Jeff Goldblum. Winning. Meg Ryan do- voiced Doctor Blythe. See, that's that was the best cast choice, I think. Because I always I always kind of liked Doctor Blythe until she swished her hair away. And from Sting face. voiced the voiced the villain Zarm. I don't I don't even remember that character. Well, Zarm is basically the old spirit of the earth that is oh. upset that guy took his took her job. So, oh wait, was he like downsized? He got the moon. Oh. Well, David Warner. I don't know. Placed him. His arm sting was replaced by David Warner. Every time you mentioned Gaia, I keep having video game flashbacks. Well, yeah, because he was too busy having tantric sex. That's why. <laughs> you know how sh- how long that shit lasts? Like forever. He's probably still having it right now. Crickets. Yes. And one thing <laughs> I have to mention is is they did a rainforest episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they did this bullshit, the cure for cancers in the rainforest. Oh. Rock, which mm. is not awkward. Good. Because, you know what, there, there might be some topical stuff in the, in the Amazon, you know, stuff that helps wounds heal faster, antibiotic, natural antibiotics and, and, you know, stuff like that. But the idea that, first of all, you have to understand what cancer really is. It's like, a class of diseases. It's not one disease. And not to mention, most cancer is basically where you have cells that just continually multiply that, you know, don't yeah. regulate themselves and you have to kill those cells. That's the thing. We know we know how to handle cancer. We have to kill those cells. The problem is we have to catch it before enough of your cells aren't replaced by the bad continually replicating cells. Yeah. And the idea that there's some flower in the Amazon that will just, you know, kill that cell is kind of bull. Oh, I have to reference this one thing. You know, Ben Hack, our buddy Ben Hack. Yes. He, he did a movie called Possumous Woman, and there's this one scene in it where these these guys who are, who are in a pickup truck drink up, their, or they drink up, they drive up, they're drinking beer, and they roll over this plant, It's and there's a little sign next to it that says, that says, rare indigenous plant. Only three known to exist and is the cure for cancer. And basically, they uh, first they drive over it, then one of them pees on it, and then another one of them flicks out their cigarette and it burns the thing. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was hysterical. And am I saying that we should just, you know, turn the rainforest into a parking lot? Of course no. not. 
I'm just saying it, it use the argument of good stewardship of not wasting nature's beauty over this bullshit. There's cures to cancer and AIDS and blah 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 in the rainforest. You know, if if you come if you come from even if it's an emotional point of view, as long as it's your real emotion, I'm okay with that. It's when you try to invent science that that I call you bullshit. You know, I think that's understandable. Am I right, guys? Yeah. Well, but... I I still think that there should have been an Antarctic planet here, and it should have been <laughs> someone. It should have been it should have been Odorous Arangas. <laughs> And that's, uh, that's I feel very strongly about that. And another problem I had with Captain Planet is they is because Mati is you know a native or an Indian or whatever the hell they want to be South called. America. Yes, he is. Yeah, but the problem I have is this whole idea that that the Native American cult they actually did an episode about this that the Native American culture is so in touch with the wilderness and the spirit of. Of, of the wilderness and the good, in good stewardship and all that naturally that, that they were the most in tune with nature and that's why America was so pristine until the white man came. That's bull. And there are tons of Ted Nugent songs about this. Fred Bear and the great, great white buffalo that kind of endorse this idea of the Native American as like the woodsy owl of, of, uh, the human race. And it's bull because you want to know why the problem, the thing is this. The Native Americans never reached a population density to really do what some would call damage to the environment. And there are, let me let me tell you about an old-fashioned uh, buffalo hunt that Native Americans used to do. They used to force the buffalo to stampede over a cliff. None of this kill only what we need and use all of the animal to survive crap. No, they 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 stampeded herd and used like five out of the hundred they killed. Oh, how do you know this? It's there's documents about this. Oh, well, I don't know. I'm just asking, asking questions. And uh, and also use all of the animal to survive. That's what every society does. I mean, you know, should the Scots be you know exhaled and held up higher above everyone else because they eat haggis? Use what? other people call in England the pluck? I'm asking. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I, I just want I just want an Antarctic planeteer. That's all, I'm, man. Okay. <laughs> I'm so, I like how so, she keeps rescuing us by saying that. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, come on, man. You're skirting the issue here. You're skirting the real issue. That the, that the last continent was... Actually, Australia didn't have one. Yeah, they didn't have one either. Australia but you got could screwed. Totally Eurasia, get... Eurasia got two, and that should only count as one. And, and uh, yeah, Australia got screwed. You know what? You have a South American planet here. If if that character had come from Brazil, it should have been a girl. Just saying. <laughs> Brazil has some very hot girls. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like I watch. Well, I remember when I watched the second Hulk movie, the reboot of the Hulk film franchise after the Ang Lee film. Uh-huh. The, People ask me what I thought of it, and the only thing I could say is that Brazilian chick at the first 20 bits was hot. <laughs> That's all you were paying attention to? What, do you want me to watch the big green naked guy? No, I'm watching the Brazilian chick. Uh, I didn't, I didn't oh. see that one. I didn't see that version. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't understand why they had to reboot a movie that was done. Didn't, wasn't that done like five years after? Yeah. That that's not a reboot then. That's like a that's like a do over. That's like we fucked up. So We're sorry. Let's, yeah, let's have a makeup test. This is the apology. Yeah. But yeah, that you know that's that's the thing I have the problem with is the is that illusion that myth and Neil's right. Ted Nugent tries to pump that up too, and lots of people yeah. try to pump that up. And like I said, the thing is they never reach that population density quite yet to really do what most people call damage and you know there's also this message of animal conservation that i know that okay if you're going to be offended just fast forward by about five minutes if 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 you start hearing something that might offend you just fast forward by five minutes i apologize prepare to fast forward prepare to fast forward fast forward fast forwarding sir there are animals that live right now that are going to be extinct before our lifetime is over because of nature and i ask you should we 
as human beings try to save them anyways, even though nature is clearly selecting them for extinction. Take, for instance, the Tasmanian devil. In the wild population of Tasmanian devils, there is a rampant cancer running through them, which is causing a tumor to form around the mouth to where they can't eat, thus they starve to death in the wild. The government of Tasmania is going at great lengths to try to save the Tasmanian devil, but this is a naturally occurring cancer. I'm just picturing Tasmanian devils going through cancer treatments. So I'm just asking. Radiation. I'm just asking. Is what what is the answer here? I'm with in- the answer. I know the the I know what the answer is. Okay. Our, I think you, I think you I think you know what the answer is too. Antarctic. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> Give Ted Nugent a gun and no, 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 no. <laughs> but 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 Neil, Neil, if do you have any feelings on this? Um, the thing is. I'm kind of I'm going to be kind of the middle ground guy here because I know that we're we're also partially responsible for a lot of species going extinct, but I don't know that trying to save them is really going to help anything because one thing I do know about nature is that nature is also really resilient and it bounces back and when stuff goes extinct or starts to go extinct, there's really no turning back and uh, maybe they'll you know, evolve into super Tasmanian devils. Well, maybe there'll the way... be like one left that's like the ISO from Tron and it's just like super resilient to cancer. And then like you can't do anything to that devil because that <laughs> devil has the cure to cancer. Well, that's kind of the X-Men version of evolution. No. The, way, the way evolution kind of works is that uh, something goes extinct and then something else replaces it. You know, something uh, yeah, steps up. Yeah, that's what I was talking and... about, like a super <laughs> devil that... But if the Tasmanian devils are going extinct, there's nowhere for the super Tasmanian devils to come from. No, but I'm, look, that's what I'm saying. Like, there could be, like, one that's, like, that's just, like... Okay. Like, one out of, like, the 99% that's just, like, hey, I don't have any tumors on my mouth. Fuck you guys. Well, I am the 99%. I'm on some next-level shit, you know? <laughs> how's, that for a, how's that for a topical reference? Yeah. Wow. Should we cue the Pokemon Evolve music? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but to go back to Captain Planet, I, I think the problem with it is it 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 really does try it really did try to indoctrinate people really hard to the way of thinking without even questioning it. Like you know, solar power is here. The thing it's, was is it's that not... it was the new it was the new flavor at the time. It was just like a it was like a very very new idea for. For the that, mainstream, and they wanted to cash in on that, just like what they're doing now. I mean, it's the same shit going on now with like all this green shit. If you just if you just put the word green in front of anything, people like like white liberals will buy it. No, no, immediately they'll snatch it right up. Well, like clean coal. Yeah. Whatever but, happened to that, by the way? <laughs> well, coal does well. The the soot from coal can be recompressed to be used as carbon fuel for other things, but that's, that's a true. story for another time. But um, the problem is the message with Captain Planet isn't these sources will be ready soon. It's these sources are here now. We should be using them. And the thing is this. Uh, carbon energy is by far the most efficient with, with pr- producing energy output yeah. compared to solar power. Solar power is getting better. That's true. But... It's still quite not there yet. Well, I think that theoretically you could you could argue that maybe maybe Captain Planet, you know, for lack of a better term, planted a seed and maybe someone that you know, like like again I'm gonna reference Tron, you know how like you know how how the original Tron was 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 um I'm hearing people arguing outside and it's distracting. Um sorry about that. Um Well the the guy that the guy that founded Pixar was inspired by Tron, right? I really don't think the scientists working on that... But you know what I mean? Like, something similar to that, maybe? Like, somebody will just, like, will have, like, a fucking aha moment, and they'll just remember that stupid cartoon, and they'll be like, oh, why didn't I think of that? An aha moment? Take on me? That might happen. I'm just saying. (laughs) Maybe they can be, or maybe they can use that cartoon and say, like, "Hey, that was a really stupid idea. I should do the opposite of it." Well, maybe it's something like Star Trek, where 
the original Star Trek was just making all this shit up, and then like it inspired tons of uh, future techies to invent the cell phone and all this other crap. Yeah, that's, um, that's basically what I was like getting at. I don't think so. Let me find me a jet propulsion system that we runs on. I just don't the like sun. the cartoon. Oh, I, I I asked the question. Show me a jet propulsion system that runs on the sun, and I'll say yes. Well, I don't mean I don't mean the impossible science. I mean some of the stuff in Star Trek that was actually doable, <laughs> such as the cell phone. That's true. That's what you're saying. Like you just don't like Captain Planet, so you're just going to poo-poo any concept that's pro Captain Planet. So. Well, you know they're going to make a live action movie, right? Oh. Who's going to be in it? Did they cast anybody? Did, did they get James Marsters? No, I think they should get the. Billy Ray Cyrus to play. Or is, or is he too busy to doing another shitty Dragon Ball? <laughs> oh jeez. Oh boy, but uh, oh. to to go from that point, let's talk about another cartoon. <laughs> well, actually, it's animated, computer animated, not really a cartoon, but this is very recent. Mm. James Cameron's Avatar. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay, I know that my co-host and my guest has not seen this movie. I know I about it, but I know that there's people that think it's real. Okay. There's also a porn version. The problem I have with Avatar is the following. It idealizes, again, it idealizes the idea that these technologically uh, race, technological races or people are so much purer than anybody who uses technology that it's... I, I can say with almost certainty that that's that a very uh, it's it's so idealized that it's, it's hard to believe it's pure yeah. fantasy that you have a race of beings that live in a stone age society and they wouldn't be tempted away from that society with the promise of, le- of electronics. That that this Navi. Well, that's kind of what they're doing with the new Thundercats. Like they're kind of like like that's the whole thing. Like they 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 had Panthro go out to find technology, and he found technology. And they came back. But Gruen took took uh took credit for it because he's an asshole. Look, everyone, a Game Boy. Yeah, yeah, that's what he came out and he came back with. He came back with a Game Boy, and now he's king. This green screen sucks. Yeah, get yeah a, he came back get with a, a virtual Vita. boy. Get a Vita. Yeah. <laughs> no one else is. But like I said, it's so idealized and perfect, this this gentle race, that it doesn't really work as a parable because it's a it's a place and a and a people that are so perfect that like I said, it just doesn't work. That that everything's so in touch with each other that they even have USB cables they plug into each other. And kind of weird. Avatar is that, and that's my problem with Avatar. And Neil, you got one thing wrong on this list. What? The Toxic Revenger was from Tiny Toons, not from Animaniacs. You know what? I keep making that mistake, and I don't know why. Neil, thirty lashes. Well, you know that. You know that on other episodes, I corrected myself, so I know the difference between the two shows. (laughs) Yeah, one's funny, and the other one isn't. Yeah. Ooh. And Toxic Toxic Revenger was they're trying to do the Toxic Crusader, but worse. Yeah. Because you know, I I don't even I never even took those seriously because they were just they were plucky shorts and plucky shorts yeah. were hit and miss for me and those plucky shorts were bad. I mean, some of the plucky shorts were gold like uh like the uh, like the like the baby plucky uh, toilet. Was... Oh yeah, everybody likes that because everybody quotes it. Yeah, and uh, ducky go down the hole. Yeah, yeah, all that shit. Yeah, and uh, the one thing that really pissed me off about Tiny Toons was they they had this really really Captain Planet esque bit about deforestation and global warming. Let me give you the rundown. It starts where Buster is in his hole. And uh-huh. he's just hanging out, and then all of a sudden, like, there's a tidal wave going over Acme Acres. And, you know, he's, and he has to save some penguins because that's how bad it is right now that the polar ice caps melted. Not just they're in danger of melting, they fucking melted because there's penguins there. 
and he has to save them, and he takes them into his hole, and he's going to let them stay in his hole while he decides that he, him and Babs are going to go to the rainforest and find out what's going on there, because they that's the conclusion they came up with, that, oh, there must be something wrong with the rainforest. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if it's penguins aren't in the rainforest, <laughs> I, 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 I vaguely remember that episode. Yeah. So so they so they go to the rainforest and they find this evil uh, evil uh, deforestation machine that they basically taking a giant majestic perfect tree and tearing down this one tree to make an elevator button. Yeah. And yeah, because that's totally what they do. Yeah, and it's it's such a characterized version of evil. Characterized. Yeah, characterized version of evil that it was <laughs> it was laughably bad, but that's not the laughable bad part of the episode this whole episode about this evil machine that's tearing down tearing down trees that machine itself really wasn't that wasteful compared to the ending of this episode where you have buster and babs come back to buster's hole and his whole hole is frozen over because basically they set the the ac on such a low level that it created ice and the whole in buster's whole uh, house is now frozen and I was thinking to myself as a kid, that probably wasted more, you know, wasted more electricity than than that freaking thing that tore down the trees. Beside the fact that air conditionings don't actually work that way. Yes. Yeah. But let's say in theory you're able to set an air conditioner to minus 20. <laughs> okay, I can it's hear. It's from the future. It's from the future. Yeah. I can hear. You're like, if you, want, if you want ice in your house. Like, if you're a hockey player and, you know, you want to save a little money and don't want to, you know, go train, you can train at home. Yeah, I I just thought that that cartoon's message was so stupid. It's I'll let Neil talk about some of the Toxic Revenger shorts. Well, the the one that I that always sticks in my head is is the very first one where Montana Max is, like, just cutting down tree after tree. And it turns out that he's just he's making a single ice cream spoon out of each tree, and that was that was the the big horrific revelation in the cartoon. Oh. And I'm like, mm, I know it's a I know it's a cartoon. It's supposed to be silly, but I'm there's also a part of me that's like, you know, there are wasteful companies, but they're not that wasteful. Well, the part of the problem is, is this? It's an old trope that you use a lot to make a little like the Simpsons had this scene in an early season where they show what happens with, uh, with bowling behind the scenes with bowling where each time, each time pins are struck, the the pins that are struck are immediately discarded. And uh, then they take a whole tree to make a new pin and have it very quickly polished and painted and then put back up there. Oh yeah. But you know what? That's a, that's a classic Warner brothers thing about, the the backside mechanics being more popular than being more complicated than they are. That's not a wasteful message. That was more of a you know, you know the the actual mechanism is actually really boring. So we're going to show you a, a Rude Goldberg s device. Yeah. So, so that's what the real message is versus this whole uh, you know oh my god companies are so wasteful they're tearing down the one tree to make five sheets of paper. And that's not true. That's really not true because waste is waste and waste for businesses are, yeah. is lost money. You know, it's funny. I'm actually looking at my, my post-its and it, it says on here, made from 30% recycled paper. So make of that what you will. Well, good. you. And 70% dead trees. Yeah, yeah. 70% is uh, ice cream spoons. Yeah. Or hemp. Yeah, it could be that too. I don't. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't burned any of this yet. So. Well, actually, actually, the amount of psychotropics in in uh, commercial grade hemp is almost non-existent. Oh. I'm not saying that. You know what? I'm I'm okay with with you know growing commercial hemp because if you're gonna burn a rope to get a high, you're kind of fucked up already. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, just being honest. You know, some people, some people just. You know, some people are that desperate. I don't know what to tell you. Well, in the high school, actually, there was actually like half the football team got in trouble for trying to choke each other to get highs. So. Oh God, that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> gross. See, there's there's a joke there I can make about. Yeah, high, I know. High school guys, and yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. go there. Half the football. Yeah, that's that's a Jeff Stryker movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, 
We have to mention The Simpsons for doing it right. What episode? The one where Mr. Burns lo- loses his fortune. Remember oh. because because Lisa and the class gather like mounds and mounds of trash and they take it to the to the recycling plant and they get like they get like ten dollars and Principal Skinner's pissed off because he's like, That's more money than it took to fill up this bus. And then and then Lisa's trying to be the positive one says, But Ms. Principal Skinner, with all that with all that trash we saved, we saved enough trash to save one tree. And Principal Skinner backs up the bus, knocks the tree down, says, Now we're even. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, there was an episode of Goof Troop that, that lampooned <laughs> recycling. Because so, Max was breaking in mounds and mounds. Yeah, and he had like a mountain of, of like recyclable crap and, and he came back with like pennies. Yeah, that's pretty much how it is. Yeah. And I, I just remember that... like, oh, I'm sorry, what were we going to say? No, you go ahead. I, I remember in school they actually took us to a recycling plant as our field trip. That was it. It was just like that's that's how boring it was yeah. to teach children about recycling and I mean it was boring. Although I think I think metals actually, you know, metal metal is big money. Yeah, because you around here you can put anything that's metal out on the street. Uh, the garbage company won't take it, but it doesn't matter because it'll be gone long before the garbage trucks even. You can have metal stuff on the side of your house; they'll still take it. You get a bundle yeah. stuff hanging in your air conditioner, they'll take it. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, air conditioner's gone. <laughs> ben sounds kind of uh, garbled. Yeah, he sounds far away. So far away. Yeah. Sound like you're speaking through a tin can. Yeah, it kind of does. Okay. How about now? No, it really sounds like it's a connection problem. Like, uh, you, sound, you sound like sampled sound on the Sega Genesis. <laughs> I do not sound that bad, do I? Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, it does. It sounds like you're calling in to a radio show. Is there any way you can, uh, like, drop really quick and come back in? Oh, yes, one second. It's time for intermission, boys and girls. Do you like retro shows? Did you grow up in either the 80s or the 90s? Then tune into Telecast, geekcastradio.com's newest podcast. Join us here on the Telecast as we revisit some of your favorite shows, such as Clarissa Explains It All, Salute Your Shorts, Saved by the Bell, and much, much more, only on GeekCastRadio.com. Tooncast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts TFG and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terror the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. Tune in to Tooncast as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geeks. You can find Tooncast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in. Well, next on our list is Widget the World Watcher. Yeah. Which is a piece of crap, and Neil has never seen it. I've never seen it because I saw the commercials for it and I knew to stay away. I was like, nope, not going to watch it. It was really bad. It's about this purple alien named Widget. He comes to Earth. He has a retarded brain in his watch that gives him retarded advice. He uh, he has the power to turn into any animal by spinning. And this show is really bad. It's one of the ones that... Uh, where basically you have business people who want to destroy the environment because, you know, they're business people and, you know, capitalism bad, industrialism bad. And the the same message that all these other environmental cartoons push with these caricatures of business people versus showing real people who, you know, at first, you know, it's it's not even giving businesses the benefit of the doubt that they don't understand what's happening. That's just how the business ran. It's not giving businesses that benefit of the doubt or even, you know, infrastructures are in place. It's impossible to change the infrastructure overnight. Is it, you know what I mean, Neil? Yeah. And see, before we went to break, I was starting to say something about uh, recycling and how, how metal is like really the only thing that you can recycle. And that's because uh, actually I, sh- I should save this for when we talk about Toxic Crusaders because there's, there's one scene in Toxic Crusaders that drives me crazy, but uh Basically, what I was going to get at was that uh, 
by recycling, you're using up other resources. They, because people think that recycling is like magic. And well, I, I think I know what you're saying because yeah. to uh, to recycle glass, you got to melt the glass down again, and you also have to sort through the glass. You can't have different colored glass being recycled as one type of glass because each different glass has a different process to go into it to make it green or blue or clear. Yeah, well, that and uh, just that basically, it's it's kind of a balancing thing, you know. Is is it actually worth using up another resource to recycle this other one? And sometimes, yeah, it is, such as such as with metals, and sometimes it isn't. And uh, paper's pretty safe. Yeah, paper's pretty safe, but because all you do is shred it and mush it into a into a watery paste, and then you like redistribute it as paper again. That's yeah, that's not terrible. That's true. But glass, I can understand. Plastic especially is a bad one to try to, you know, not to say that we should throw our plastic on the ground or anything like that. But, you know, plastic, if you understand what plastic recycling is, you'd you'd understand it's very labor intensive, very cost inefficient. Yeah, it's it's extremely inefficient. It's and that's why, you know, on uh, on bullshit, they said uh, that that basically it's like nothing to make a new water bottle and it's very very expensive to attempt to recycle one and uh this this you know widget also had uh it had had kids it had like a widget was with a team of other kids so it's it's one of those cartoons neil oh great and so so not only do we have the condescending uh uh watcher who uh who basically basically shakes his finger at you and tells you not not to do things but you have the kid sidekick that is annoying and is happy, and, and the retarded brain that knows better than all of us. Yeah, it's it's the whole we know better thing. And don't get me wrong, I have a I have a healthy appreciation for science and uh, and uh, and academic. Uh, well, I think that's why authority, these... but but you know sometimes I get the impression from from the from the environmentalist movement that it's. There's really nothing behind them, but they have they have the superiority complex anyway. Well, well, I remember from an episode of Widget, this is the only scientific fact, and I'm using fact with quotes, I remember is there was an oil spill in one episode. Yeah. And I can hear Neil going, oh boy, already. Uh, they, they, the stupid brain in Widget's watch talked about how, how science already has this, uh, this uh, microbe that eats up oil, that they're just going to pour all over this oil spill and it'll be done. I remember hearing about that. I don't. It's one of those things that gets reported once, and then you never hear about it again. Uh, so I, I don't even know how to comment on that. I remember there was a reason why this was never used. Yeah. Basically, you know, part of the thing is you introduce something new to the environment that you know. Oh yeah, that's true. You know, and he's like, it's sort of like. Uh, <laughs> Sort of like Bart bringing frogs to, uh, what was it? Australia. Australia. Yeah. Well, there's also other examples. And actually, frogs in Australia is a huge problem right now in real life. Is so, are, so are rabbits in Australia. And Well, you know what? The thing is this. There's a reason why Australia is like half desert now. <laughs> and the thing is, it wasn't before. And, well, the thing is this. This this magic oil-eating my, uh microbe or bacteria or whatever it is it number one you're what what does it turn the oil into and number two that oil spill that we had recently in the gulf was handled so badly because there were people ready to go to skin that oil that that the government's like nope you can't do that we just gotta let go for a while i mean freaking kevin costner had an oil rigging you know oil skimming rig that could remove 90 percent of the oil on it and the the government will let it because it was a hundred percent yeah i'm afraid that if we start talking about oil more we're going to get very anti-government uh, oh i'm sorry I I, 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 I I just i just think you know what i think kevin costner is a weirdo but yeah for them to say no to him because it wouldn't turn into drink drinkable water was kind of bullshit yeah but yeah, let's move on to Toxic Crusader, which yeah. is based off of an excellent B movie, Toxic Avenger. And the thing is, this Toxic Avenger is nothing about pollution. Yeah, the the uh, radioactive sludge that he fell into was just 
was just there to turn him into Toxie, and that's all it was. And the rest of the movie is this horrible B movie bullshit with 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 sex and violent deaths. And I mean, yeah. you to- Toxie killed a guy by putting his head into a, into a milkshake machine. Yeah, he straight up kills people, and they they uh, they turn it into a a sweet happy golly gosh cartoon about cleaning up Mother Earth. In there's, you know, he has a team. They're the Crusaders. You know, he has a, he has the the guy who can talk to plants, and and that's part of when you know things are bullshit. I mean, Captain Planet had to get to talk to animals, but no, you have a guy that talks to plants. See, I thought Poison Ivy from from Batman was kind of a kind of a disjointed character. No, it, it turns out that that uh, there's there are environmentalist cartoons that actually do have characters. That... <laughs> That uh, care about what the plants have to say. Well, with Poison Ivy, you knew that they were treating her like she was mentally unwell. Yeah, she there is definitely something wrong in her head. Except for the part that likes to hang out with Harley, but that's another story. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, then there's uh, and then there's this like this guy with a big nose that can like sneeze because he like fell into toxic waste in a pepper mill. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was like nose cone. I, I don't remember. It was something. <laughs> the point is that he he was really ugly because all the character designs are ugly, and yeah, it was one of it's one of those early '90s cartoons where they didn't take the the same philosophy that Bruce Tim took. They they took the '80s philosophy of we can just send this stuff to Japan. Oh wait, except that it's Korea and <laughs> Korea at that time did not know how to work like that. And so, and there was also a di- a guy that merged with his dog. Yeah. And the villain was one of these caricatures of business pollutes because business is evil. Everybody has to live on a farm again to be in touch with Mother Nature bullshit. Yeah. I'll let Neil and, talk about that that sw- street sweeper now. Oh yeah, the yeah th- this this cartoon I was just talking about recycling and this cartoon has has the best representation of what's wrong with the recycling movement. And that is that it had, I believe it was toxic crusaders. They had a scene with a street sweeper that was, you know, just cleaning up the street. And it was, it was filtering in garbage from the front and out the back was like clean air, just sparkles and, and flower petals and all this stuff coming out. To, you know, the, the idea was that, that, uh, that the garbage was going in and then magically disappearing and somehow no energy was being spent to make this and make this happen. And that's, that's not how it works. That's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. It's the thing is, yeah. Well, that's not to say that we shouldn't collect plastic. It's just that, that we should collect plastic and figure out a way to, to handle it on its own. But recycling plastic is cost expensive and while paper is okay, Metal's okay, including aluminum's okay. But if you really look at it with the, you know, in the, and I'm going to go into a little bit of a scientific tangent here because that's the one thing I hate about environmental cartoons is it totally takes science and beats it over the head with, with an agenda over anything else until it like beats something out of the science until it has something that vaguely rem- resembles science as proof that you should go with what they say. Yeah. Because they, they say the science, okay, it's uh, can we get energy out of the sun? Well, yes, but it can barely power a watch. Beat, 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 beat. We could power a jet with it. <laughs> oh, God. Can we recycle a plastic bottle? Yes, but it would, like, cost, uh, it would cost like $5 a bottle. Beat, 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 beat. Recycle plastic. Yeah, there's, there's a reason... If you have curbside recycling, it's, there's a reason that you pay them and they don't pay you. Yeah. And like I said, it's it, I'm all for science. Science is great, but you, you don't just beat science over the head just so you can get an answer that fits with your agenda. And that's really what's happening. Yeah. And and that's that's the one problem is you know people always talk about uh, there was an episode of What's New Scooby Doo, <laughs> where uh, where there were the the Scooby Gang is on like a wacky race, but not the wacky race. And uh, someone sabotaged the mystery machine by cutting its fuel line, so they have no fuel. So Daphne did this, and that's the first no, re, that's the first way you know this is bullshit because it's Daphne, danger prone Daphne. She takes a water bottle 
inserts a hair clip into it and a battery and shakes it up and sticks it into the engine somehow, and boom, they have a fuel cell, fuel cell, hydrogen fuel cell. Anyone here watch Mythbusters? Raise your hand. I don't think they can see us. Okay. I know. But uh, Mythbusters did an episode about alternate fuel sources, mm-hmm. and they made a fuel cell that was easily 40 <laughs> times as big as this water bottle. They couldn't even get a car to start off of it. Oh, yes. yes. And to prove that a car could start on pure hydrogen, uh, Jamie Heineman was shooting hydrogen directly into the uh, carburetor from a hydrogen uh, tank. Oh, oh and, yeah. It's just one of these things where they debunk it and then they're like, okay, now how much how much would we have to waste in order to actually make this happen? Yeah. <laughs> I love when they do that. Yeah. And they debunk pretty much everything except for running a diesel engine on vegetable oil. Which, you know, it's it's a lot of vegetable oil to run an engine, so... Yeah, about the same as gasoline as diesel. You know, you'd have to you have to buy like you have to buy like fifteen gallons of vegetable oil every time you want to fill up fill up your car, and I think that's about the same price as diesel. Yeah. <laughs> so unless you go and clean all the fryers out of every restaurant in town, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna keep on going to the gas station, guys. Sorry to say. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's that's why I have a problem with that fuel cell thing because because the thing is this, yeah, an internal combustion engine can run off of hydrogen because hydrogen is combustible and hydrogen has a really high combustible rate. But unless you like pick up a hydrogen tank every week from your party supply store, and those are expensive as all hell. Those are like two hundred bucks mm-hmm. for a full one. I mean. 200 bucks for for hydrogen tank every week at a party supply store or or $35 for a tank of gas. Not wow. to mention, how do you get hydrogen anyways? I mean, isn't that pretty cost expensive to make hydrogen? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, let's move on. Yeah. Uh, you might not have noticed that Stephanie has not been with us since the commercial break. Oh, we had some technical difficulties and... Uh... Through the magic of editing, uh, <laughs> we we had to uh, cobble something together in post. So uh, now Stephanie will magically be back. So the PSAs. Yeah. Basically, well, we talked about this with Flint Dilly is that, you know, you had to kind of buy the, uh, you know, buy the audience back at the end of the episode. You have, you have this, you have 20 minutes of just unadulterated violence, and then you're like, Okay, kids, now remember to use rechargeable batteries and, and, uh, recycle when you can and, you know, cut up those, those, uh, those, those can rings and whatever. And, yeah. And I, I can't think of, I can't think of any G.I. Joe ones off the top of my head, but I know, uh, Ninja Turtles, when they moved to CBS, they had a ton and one of them yeah, was batteries. Yeah, I remember, batteries. like, they did a thing where, like, they said, like, don't throw out your batteries and yeah. shit like that. Fuck you, Ninja Turtles! I have a vivid memory of Leonardo cutting up a soda can ring with his sword. Yeah. And I died a little inside. (laughs) Didn't we all? Remember, Neil, to some people, that was the Superior series. Yeah. Versus the one where Leonardo cut the Strutter's head off versus uh, can rings. (laughs) It was like... Wow, that that was one of the few times that Leonardo actually used a sword. <laughs> Other than just brandish it. Yeah. So yes, uh, or tie a rope to it and use it as like a, a some sort of like grappling hook that he could climb up. Yeah. Yeah, that those PSAs were ass. But uh, what other cartoons do we have on the list, Neil? It's uh, I think we're sort of running through the list. Yes, we are. Well, let me see. Where where did the list go? Oh, here it is. Um. Oh my God! Did we go through everything? I think Pocahontas. Was, Pocahontas I, did not I've, have an environmental message. I was putting that as a joke because we we're talking oh, about Avatar. Okay. I have not seen Pocahontas anyway, so it's very it's it's got kind of Disney animation, I, but it's I very saw average. Pocahontas. It wasn't very you know memorable for me. Yeah. Wasn't Brother Bear kind of environmental? I don't Probably. know. Probably. That was during that era where I was just like, yeah, I'm not watching Disney movies anymore. <laughs> Same for me, so I don't know. Kind of sad, isn't it? Yeah. 
but yeah, it's that's what environmentalism in cartoons is, and I think the reason why they do them as cartoons is to, uh, you know, try to push this idea to more impressionable minds because people who are older and wiser already made up their minds, you know. Yeah. Well. And I think it's somewhat exploitive, but I also think that five minutes talking to a parent can like quash that pretty quickly, you know. Because you know the you know. There's just so many weird ideas that environmental cartoons push that, you know, the whole idea that if you destroy the rainforest, we won't have enough oxygen to live, which I've actually seen cartoons push. I think even Captain Planet tried to push that once. I'm sure they did. Over 80% of our breathable air comes from uh, algae on the surface of the ocean. Yep. Just throwing it out there. (laughs) And they didn't teach that to me in school. I had to learn that on my own. See, right now, one of those Captain Planet villains are listening to this, and they're like, quick, invest in Algicide. We'll show them. <laughs> we'll show them. <coughs> right? Yeah. We'll, we'll, Talk, talking we'll just... about spiting, cutting off your nose to spite your face. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would just watch these cartoons. I'd be like, why, why are these villains even doing this? I, 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 can, I can understand negligence, but just blatantly... Attempting to destroy the planet for the sake of it. <laughs> you want me to call some goons to rough up Al Gore, sir? That was a Simpsons reference. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it's. I, I think part of the problem is, you know, Ted Turner actually tried to make it a mission, you know? And I think that was where it went wrong because it shouldn't be a mission. <laughs> Well, if you want to make it your own mission, you know, you could have taken all that money you used to make a cartoon and, you know, spent it on other things that would have actually helped the environment. Build a recycling plant somewhere, Ted Turner. Or just invest more in WCW. Oh, oh, Jesus. (laughs) No, no, XFL. You know, take some of that money, take some of that money that you're using to colorize old films and, you know, not colorize old films. Release them in black and white the way people want them. Although now, now some people are like kind of changing their minds and they're kind of going after those colorized movies. Like there, there are people who who are clamoring to get the colorized King Kong, and I don't know why. It's like it's like past, it's like a pastel nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ask it's like asking in early two thousands a cartoon studio to color to use digital color. Yeah, yeah. It, so I think this is our environmental cartoon special. I think we are winding down. I'm your host, Ben. And TV's Mr. Neil. And I'm perfectagentcomic.com every Thursday. All right, and we're saying goodnight. Bye. I do not sound that bad, do I? Rise from your grave.